ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. It is going to be too much the way it's going. It'll start killing cattle and washing roads away and washing fences away and all that all that fun stuff that we rebuilt all last year, but we'll have to do it all again, as, as you do. Meet Justin Gould. He's a grazier from Westmoreland Station. It's 600 kilometres north of Mount Isa in northwest Queensland's Gulf Country. They've tipped out 332 millimetres of rain in the last 24 hours. It's a record for this summer. The rain is from ex-tropical cyclone Kiralee. It's sitting above the 56,600 hectare cattle station. And it comes just a year after a record flood event in that catchment, where many stations had the big job of cleaning up and recovering. He's here updating his local ABC radio station. Now you can hear the wind from the system as he's speaking and looking out over Lagoon Creek near the station's homestead. Yeah, it'd be good if it does what they reckon it's going to do. We've sort of had enough here for the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you seen any of the cattle about, seen how they're doing? Have you been able to get to them? Oh, I'd only go a kilometre from the house at the most, though. The road's a bit too wet and sloppy to get around, but there's a few living on the hill here at the house. They're all got their backs into it and standing there. So, so I guess hoping for the it to stay warm-ish and the weather to go away quickly. Yeah, if it goes away by tonight, it'll be all right. It'll be good, but... Yeah, see what happens, eh? Have you spoken to many of your neighbours? How are they looking? Yeah, Willie next door. They've, they haven't had as much as us, rain as us. They're 180 mil, I think, since it started. And then both on, they're about, yeah, a little bit less as well. But in the Hell's Gate, I think they'd be copping pretty much the same as us because they're only oh, not even 20k from here, so they'd be getting it as well. So, yeah. mm. Everyone would be going under in this part of the Gulf, I'd say. That's Justin Gould at Westmoreland Station in the Gulf. It's located around 100 kilometres north of Doomadgee. He was speaking there with ABC Northwest Queensland's Zara Margolis. Now, people in that part of the world will be listening intently to the Bureau of Meteorology's warnings. Its forecasters are telling people that whilst the ex-tropical cyclone is moving south, hugging the border with the Northern Territory, the second pass of Kiralee will see stronger winds and the prospect of more rain. And it's that sort of forecast that can increase people's stress levels, especially after recent disasters. Now, communities are being urged to lend each other support during these times of extreme weather. Psychologist and the Royal Flying Doctor Services Manager of Outback Mental Health, Dr Tim Driscoll, explains 90% of the support that people are given is from people immediately around you, family members and neighbours, And with the disastrous 2019 flood and the more recent flood in January last year around the Gulf, it's clearly in people's minds. He says it's important to take care of your mental health. It's certainly a very recent memory for people that have been through a really significant flooding. And already we've seen, you know, really significant impacts of, of this event in terms of, you know, kind owners uh, being underwater, obviously significantly impacted even in town there. And there's obviously some stock losses out there as well. And, and there's certainly things that we don't know about that are also happening as well. But we do have some contact with people who are impacted. 
on the back of those you know previous really significant weather events there's always that additional level of concern when we do see heavy rainfall particularly when we do see a pattern which does look a little bit like that pattern in 2019 even though we didn't see the the same impact luckily but certainly people have been through these um, events quite recently and that's kind of a you know there's good and bad sides of that in terms of people certainly know you know what's worked in the past in terms of dealing with these situations but also Obviously, it's a continued impact, so it does have that continuing impact on people. And it is a pretty broad impact. I mean, even in Mount Isa, the you know the shop shelves are, are pretty much um, empty, so there's even been impacts on centres like Mount Isa. So it's not just even the you know those communities that are are really impacted or properties that are really impacted. It has that broad, broader impact as well. So it definitely is having an impact, particularly in, in the northwest, obviously, uh, in our area. It's a mixed blessing. You know, many many people are also really happy to see that rain after that really poor sort of two year forecast. So it's it's certainly not all bad, but um, it will be bad for some people, obviously. Absolutely. As you say, it's bittersweet because people need the rain and they're delighted at that. But it's perfectly normal to feel anxious when there are events of this magnitude. And I must say, even for me, highlighted with social media, those pictures, just the vision really of, you've mentioned Kainuna, the Blue Heeler Hotel underwater, Kainuna Station, the, the compound itself, I, I saw aerial vision of that. And then up to McKinlay, seeing the McKinlay race course underwater as well, quite incredible. And just that vision alone can give people a bit of a fright, a bit of a shock. Oh, absolutely. Those images certainly show that the impact of the water there and certainly, you know, coming right into town. And uh, obviously there is some stock losses out in those areas as well. Luckily, the, the water has been slower moving, so uh, some of that has been able to be mitigated, luckily. You know, the, the other thing to keep in mind is that where our support comes from, you know, I think we can talk about resilience, but resilience is not an individual thing. It's really something we, we do together. So it's really important that we reach out to people, stay in contact to support them, but also to, to realise that, you know, we rely on their support as well. So checking in on each other when events like this are happening uh, is really, really key to recovery. Obviously, we'll we'll go through events like this. This won't be the last one that we'll go through. But certainly, really, keep keep an eye on the things that keep you and the people around you well, particularly when there's these additional challenges to deal with. And, and some of those simple things, you know, staying connected, checking in on each other, you know, looking after your, your health as much as you can uh, during these times, um, really put an emphasis on it because you, you will find you're under increased pressure. And sometimes you might not even notice that pressure. Uh, you know, those little things that happen that sort of, you know, build up over time but certainly the, the key thing is that you know being resilient in these things really means reaching out and that's a really important thing to, to know because what can happen sometimes is people can just sort of soldier on but eventually what they can do is fall into a hole so it's really important that we stay together and keep an eye out for each other because sometimes we don't know ourselves and other, other people might notice that we're having a bit more of a hard time so it's important to do that as well. Can we can we look at that at the sort of the symptomatic level what are some of the things people might be experiencing might be might be feeling you know perhaps, perhaps yeah. being, being off their food um, for instance not not sleeping maybe yeah absolutely they're, they're two really big ones and they're they're good ones um, because they're kind of objective sometimes it's you know some people aren't that good at recognizing their feelings but they know if they're not sleeping or eating and also you might find that emotions might be a bit stronger at this time which is a very very normal when we go through hard times a bit more emotions is to be expected there's no right or wrong way to feel but some of those red flags which you've already you know pointed out just to keep an eye out you know in yourself but also on those around you as sort of a, a change in sleep 
sleep, whether that's sleeping more or or not being able to sleep, you know, people being off their food or eating a lot more, people drinking a lot more or smoking a lot more. You know, those things are, you know, really things to look out for. But also if people are really disengaged and they're not sort of not keeping in contact with people or, or catching up with people, they're really red flags to look out for, both in ourselves and other people. And, and the thing I'd always tell people is that if you're having a hard time, often you, know, you don't feel like catching up with people, but it's a, a time that's really important that you do. And often what happens there is that, you know, it can sort of pull you out of that hole you might fall into. And when there's increased pressure, like these sort of weather events, that puts people at a little bit more risk. Um, it's certainly, you know, it's certainly not something that we expect people to you fall over. That's not what we're saying. But we, we've got to remember that to really face these challenges, we do need to do it together and support one another. So some of those flags to look out for in yourself and others are really, really, really basic things, as you mentioned. You've got, are you eating properly? Are you sleeping properly? Are you still catching up with people? Are you finding it really difficult to get through those sort of normal challenges of the day? You know, you might be sleeping, but you might be finding it hard to, to go and do those things that you normally do. And another thing that might happen is that sometimes people really get wrapped up in the recovery process and just work and work and work. And that can be a problem as well. So make sure that, you know, people are putting time aside to to recoup and also, you know, for some recreation and social time as well, because that's another way we can sort of fall over. And as has been mentioned already, having groups of people, having a support network is something that, that communities can do. And you said that before, that resilience is really getting through something like a natural disaster, like this flooding together. What, mm. does, that, what does that look like practically? Well, practically, I, I guess the, the, the practical way is just making sure that we're still getting together. We're making those phone calls to our neighbours, checking things, checking how things are going. It's the normal day-to-day -day thing. It's nothing special. It's not like you're, you're doing anything you know, out of the ordinary. It's something that we should do all the time. But it's just particularly important. I mean, I think it's really important to note that, you know, most of people's mental health support comes from those people immediately around them. You know, well over 90% of it does. And really, and, and it's that normal day-to-day you don't need to do anything special. It's just about maintaining that connection. And if you're, you're finding that, you know, someone, you know, might be sort of dropping off the radar a bit, it might be really worth following up with them as well. So it's not really asking anyone to do anything anything different. It's just really ma maintaining those those social connections that, that keep us strong throughout the year, good times and bad. That's Dr. Tim Driscoll. He's with the RFDS's Outback Mental Health Service. He's also a psychologist. If you want to contact that service, 1300 010 174. That's 1300 010 174. There's also Lifeline 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. And of course, you can contact Beyond Blue, 1300 22 46 36. That's 1300 22 46 36.